Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Hi, everybody. (laughs) It is an honor for me to share something with you tonight. Um, I'm just going to pan the room real quick. I see a lot of familiar faces, but if you happen to be here at the house at when, this Wednesday night, and this is your first time, please just don't leave. Pastor Tom, can you raise your hand? The only hand that you see right now, that's our senior pastor, Pastor Tom. So if you have any questions, please just don't leave. Come, take 30 seconds of his time. Sorry, Pastor, for that. Take 30 seconds of his time and connect, or longer, he said. Right? Is that what you said? <laughs> or longer. Well, without further ado, It is an honor for me to share tonight with you. Um, This started this um, set of three that um, got laid out as the three M's. Started some time ago uh, in the kids' ministry. So uh, if you just woke up uh, or if you were were out on a hike for a year and a half and are just tuning back into to the world. We just had a pandemic. Uh, we're waiting for someone to um, open the wrong hole and find a dinosaur, and now we're not going to be able to fly it or something crazy like that. Not really. But I thought, okay, we did okay in the pandemic, I think. Uh, with the kids' ministry, we got laid out some really cool strategies to reach the kids, uh, to manage our time, to not detach ourselves from the rhythm that God wanted for us to have. And that was, that was fun. If you've seen those videos online, uh, you can laugh a little bit because I, can cl- I can't dance. Don't, don't, get, don't get confused by my beautiful cinnamony skin. I, I can't. I just can't. My wife can. I can't. So we had a lot of fun. And I was assessing that, and I thought, okay, it was a good year. But then God was like, hey, Nico, like, hi, God, how are you? I said back, so what if there's 60 kids coming in the next month? Yeah, I'm not ready. So not ready. So not ready. And from that point on, something really cool started to happen. Because I realized, yes, that was good, but what if? And that what if didn't come from me thinking, oh, let's just sit down and let's just plan for the sake of planning. God honors those who plan ahead. No, this was God telling me. Nico, yes, God, how is everything in heaven? It is wonderful. Can't wait to be, for you to be here. Nico, I have something to tell you. Like, sure, pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to rain. Oh. To, the, to the team, so for the next time, I'll make sure that I'll have it, but... The meerkat is a beautiful animal in, the, um, in Africa, actually. And meerkats are great. You probably don't know what I'm talking about. Bear with me 30 seconds. Meerkats are always running in packs. And you see meerkats, oh, some of them all standing, looking all over the place, watching out for predators, for a falcon that might be hungry. And they're pretty much bite size, So they have to take care of the pack while the others scavenge for food. Meerkats are also the kinds of Christians that during services are standing like this. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> if you if you don't want to be a meerkat, we're going to try to to have very gently a no meerkat policy. The no meerkat policy basically is something along the lines of if I give you 15 numbers to a vault today. Thank you, Daniel. Those are the meerkats. Wonderful. I don't know if they're delicious, but you don't know. But they're amazing. Uh, and they're like that. So many people in so many churches. I can see it. So if you have a cell phone, a smartphone, there is an app that allows you to take notes. If you have a piece of paper, if you have a handout, you can comfortably, this is your handout. By the way, if you don't have a handout, I have a couple here, so you don't have to go back. Uh, raise your hand if you don't have a handout. Ashley, if you don't mind coming while I... Yes. Yes, thank you, Sarah. Sarah is going to hand them out. So thank you so much for going around. That's worship. So meerkats are the kinds of Christians that come to church and don't take notes. Because I can give you 15 numbers, a combination to a vault, and I will promise you that you will forget them. I love coffee. If you know me, I love coffee, and I'm really good at making coffee, but I have my recipes. If I don't write them down, I'm good. Seriously. But I still forget. So, if you're coming here and God is letting you know, He's telling you the 15 numbers to open the vault, write them down. So, it's not for me. Sunday, because today, that's fine. There was no warning. But Sunday, Whoever is preaching, I want to challenge you to not be a meerkat. Oh, it's gone. To not be a meerkat Christian because you're losing so much. If we didn't, if, so I'm actually going to close with that for the meerkats. Thank you, Daniel. Don't be a meerkat. We're going to try to uh, have a no meerkat policy at church. So going back to today's message because time is short. Um, God laid something out in his, the preparation for rain. And God told me, it's going to rain. And I was, oh, wow. Okay. So, there is a revelation, and I'm going to start. And if you have your Bible with you, or if you can look at the screens, we're going to go, and it's just set out uh, on the handout. We're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 1. I'm sorry, chapter 18, verse 1. And I'm going to read it. Are you with me? If I poke the bear with a meerkat comment, I'm sorry. I say that out of love because I don't want you to miss it. That's all. That's all. So, later on, in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, Go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. He obeyed. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. So Ahab summoned uh, Obadiah, who was in charge of the place. He was devoted, a devoted follower of the Lord. So I'm actually going to jump to verse 16. And if you can jump there with me, same chapter, verse 16. 
So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come. And Ahab went out to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, So, is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel? I mean, the, the, the guy loathed Elijah. I don't think that was the tone. He might have said that. Um, I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You and your family are the troublemakers. For you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have joined me at Mount Carmel. Carmel, not Carmel. Along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of, uh, of Asera, who were supported by Jezebel. Take note of this. There's no mention of rain. 20. So Ahab summoned all the people of Israel and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How much longer will you waver? Uh, sorry about my English for this one. Hobbling between two opinions. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. Then Elijah said to them, I'm the only prophet of the Lord who is left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Now, bring two bowls. The prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces and lay it on the wood of the altar, but without setting fire to it. I will prepare the other bowl and lay it on the wood on the altar, but not set fire to it. Then call on the name of your God. And I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God. And all the people agreed. Pretty reasonable, right? Let's test these things out. Question, where's the rain? Last time I checked, in verse 1, God told Elijah something. I'm still not seeing it. Verse 26, so they prepared one of the bowls and placed it on the altar. Then they came uh, they called on, on the name of Baal from morning until noontime, shouting, O Baal, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced, hobbling around the altar they had made. About noontime, Elijah, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed, for surely he's a god. Perhaps he is daydreaming or is uh, relieving himself. Or maybe he is away on a trip or is asleep and needs to be awakened. No rain, something's going on. So they shouted louder, and I'm actually going to jump to 30. Then Elijah called to the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he re uh, repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. 31, he took 12 stones, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel. And he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar, large enough to hold about three gallons. Here he piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and lay the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, do the same. 
do the same thing again. And they were, and, and they were finished. He, and they, I'm sorry. And when they were finished, he said, now, do it a third time. So they did as he said. And the water ran around the altar and even filled the trench. At the usual time for the offering, the evening, the evening sacrifice, Elijah, the prophet, walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all of this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you... O oh Lord, our God, and that you have brought them back to yourself. Immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burnt up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust, even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell face down on the ground and cried out, The Lord, He is God. Yes, the Lord, He is God. Then Elijah paid attention to this one. Then Elijah commanded. I'm going to stop there. I knew the story. You probably knew the story. I thought that Elijah, you, I'm, I'm going to spoil it for you. He killed them all. And I thought that he actually had taken a sword right on the spot and had killed all the prophets. He didn't. Then Elijah commanded, seize all the prophets of Baal. Who? The people of Israel. Don't let a single one escape. So the people seized them all. And Elijah took them down to the Kishon Valley and killed them there. Did you, did you read rain? Because I didn't. And that's what is, this is all about. God gave a message to Elijah and told him, tell Ahab that it's going to rain. I'm still not seeing it. Because what matters in this case and what God has highlighted for us at Global River Church is that rain is coming. But what is really important is what happens in between God telling Elijah that it's going to rain and him actually delivering the pleasure of uh, spending some time with Pastor Tom throughout this past three months or so, uh, eating good food, uh, drinking good coffee, and hearing his heart on some things. And uh, throughout one, on one staff meeting, he shared briefly something that has been in his heart for a while. And there are three spirits are attacking the church that he has pondered on upon and he's been chewing on this for years and there are three spirits that are attacking the church before he shared that god told me pay attention to these three m's and i was like okay god that's a little cryptic can you tell me more yep you just need to wait okay thank you god so this three m's again spoiler alert it's maturity mother, and mercy. And today, we're going to start with maturity, and it's spiritual maturity. And before I start into that, and I, and I wanted to start with a really intense uh, story, because this is where the re revelation comes. The Word of God, the Word of God came to my wife, to Diana, through this, and we started talking about this. And we had the same question, like, I don't see the rain, do you? Like, no. But what happened? And see, God, every time he says something, 
He says it because he loves you. I'm going to say it again. He loves you. A couple months ago, I heard one of um, a beautiful explanation of maybe the, one of the most important uh, one of the most important verses in the Bible. That's kind of weird to say, but for the effect of this message, everything is important in the Bible. Um, and is a defining moment with the character of God is explained, and that is in Exodus chapter thirty-four, verse six. This is him speaking. Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to the thousands. I heard an explanation from a Hebrew scholar to say there is no word for generation in here. So the word used is to the thousands. And there's poetry in here because then it says, I forgive uh, uh, to the thousands and then go, goes down, but I, I, I led the sin of, and, the, and the wickedness to go to the thirds and the fourths. So it's like this huge imbalance between the love of God and His wrath and His, uh, um, and, and, and his punishment. Compare a thousand to a three. To a three. It's huge. So... There is a lot, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. Some of you, and I'm just not going to speak pretending I'm talking to 50,000 people, but guys, some of you have had a rough time. I've heard, you told me, I've seen it in your faces. We had a tough time as well. We've, we've gone through things. And there is hope. And there is so much hope because... Rain is coming, but it's not about the rain. It's about what happens in between. And God cares about you so much that He's willing to tell you what's wrong. God cares about you so much that He wants to tell you what's wrong. God cares for you so much that He's willing to take away that thing that is in between you and Him. If you let Him. His desire is to always do that. And through this study of, of 1 Kings 18, I see this because before this whole thing happened, the character of God is revealed again in chapter 17 of 1 Kings. There's a story of the widow that had no food left. There was hopelessness. She was hopeless. She told Elijah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, I was going to cook something and literally sit down and wait until I was dead because that's it. There's no food. The land is not producing anything. Do you know that God told Elijah that he told that woman? I was like, what? This woman had a relationship with God. Those are the little things that sometimes are so good, those little pockets, those gold nuggets that come through. And God came through for her. So God is here tonight to come through for you, to come through for our church, because this is very specific to our church. And the good thing is that we're not alone on this. In these conversations with Pastor Tom, we're not the only ones. Even though this is specific for us, 
There's a lot going on in the body of Christ. And spiritual maturity is needed because there are some spiritual entities that are portrayed here in 1 Kings and a couple chapters later in a book later, and it's Jezebel. And the spirit of Jezebel takes control over churches. And if you're thinking and pinpointing at Jezebel as the women in the church, my friend, you're wrong. I'm going to give you an example for my own life. And I'm going to make it super visceral so you get me. One night, actually one morning, Sunday morning, I was going to uh, play and I was going to minister in the Hispanic sanctuary. This was like six months ago or so. And God gave me a dream. And in that dream, I could see Jezebel operating. And I was worrying about my headset. And I woke up, and I knew in my heart that it was a, uh, a dream from God. So I, care, uh, I, came, I came to church that day all prepared. I mean, my sword was up, really. It was, okay, first demon I see, I'm slashing. So we started doing a uh, sound check, and um, Manuel, he has a beautiful voice, um, uh, I, I don't remember quite well, but I think that he had some technical issues and he was going out of place and some things. And I started getting annoyed. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep going at it. And there were some other things and things was just not flowing and I was upset. And then God spoke to me. Like, remember about that dream? Guess where is Jezebel right now? It is not in the church it's operating through you. Thank God I caught it quickly because it would have been very detrimental to the service that day if I would have let Jezebel operate through me. So I took my headset off and I helped him. The dream couldn't be more clear than that. But it could have been really fuzzy and I would not get it. Elijah didn't just tell Ahab that it was going to rain. Something had to happen. And guys, rain is coming to our church. I can feel it. The pastor can feel it. There's so many of you that can feel it. We're not crazy. People in other states are feeling it. There's prophecy. Pastor, pastor Tom to, uh, showed me a map of the United States, and there were some things laid out through the map, and there were drops in the Carolinas. So I am not crazy. If you're feeling it, you're not crazy. We're on the same team. But it's not about the rain. Because the rain is going to come. This rain is not going to be uh, conditional. It will happen. It's about the land. Because rain can come, and if the land, if the land does not prepare, we're going to lose it. So we see here that Elijah summoned the, the, uh, the priests, the prophets, and the people. And God told me, see, Nico, we need to get rid of some idols in you and the church. So before the rain comes, God is calling us to get rid of the idols. What is an idol then? I looked it up a little bit. Um, 
and I was fascinated by a couple things that I found. And an idol is an element, an object that represents something. I, I, you know I speak Spanish, so I went back and forth through Spanish and English because there's different roots. In, in Spanish, some of the um, information is a little bit more and so forth because there's common roots with Latin, uh, Greek, uh, Italian, so on and so forth. So an idol, it's the element, an element that represents something, a deity, something deared. And a prophet is known as a person that through science and calculations guesses or predicts events. It is a spoke person. And let me make it less out there and more over here. There are idols in our hearts, and there are prophets. What are prophets? Entities that speak on behalf of that idol. There is iniquity in our hearts, and there are things in our lives that are speaking on behalf of those iniquities. That's a prophet. We have prophets in our own heart, in our own lives, that are speaking on behalf of idols that are in here. And again, I don't sound it to, be, to sound harsh, because it's not about the, Nico, we need to sit down. No, it's about Nico. I love you, and there's a bigger measure of me that I want to give you, so we need to get, we need to make room. <laughs> it's as simple as that. We need to make room. And, and, and the beautiful thing about the Word of God is that the spiritual entity of Jezebel is described here. And if you say, well, that's the Old Testament, true, but they were no, they were no meerkats. If you study the Word, you see that there are recollections of events that happen that God allowed them to be here so we can know. So we have the keys. We have the, the numbers to open the vault. So I want you to go with me to Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman... That Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commix, commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I give her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. So, he... Here in, in the book of Revelations, we, we are seeing the spirit of Jezebel operating into the, in the church. So, let's talk a little bit about the of Jezebel in 1 Kings. I mean, that's like the, like, that's like the evil witch. That's like top tier. That's probably <laughs> number one insult nowadays in Christian lingo because that's how bad it is. So, the spirit of Jezebel brings with, um, and I want to say disrespectfully, it's uh, itself or him or herself. The um, I don't want to do, uh, dwell again into pinpointing Jezebel as a woman. So don't look at the women in church, because um, this concerns the whole body. But the Jezebel, as the woman Jezebel here, her reign 
started implementing several things. So the spirit of Jezebel, we see that allows something. And it's basically just a huge array of false prophets. And this sounds very dramatic. This, uh, if you're familiar with YouTube, uh, this sounds very clickbaity, which means a very, very um, shocking title that wants to grab your attention. And this sounds like that. False prophecy in the church today. The five secrets to find false prophecy in the church. You can see those videos. You can see that. But that's, that's not really a point. It's not like one, two, three in that sense. But what happens with their, the spirit of Jezebel operates in the church? There is false prophecy. There is a toxic culture that moves around that. So the first M that God highlighted for us was spiritual matur maturity, or is spiritual maturity. Because God wants to remove the idols and kill the prophets. The rain is going to come. So how do we find the spirit of Jezebel nowadays? Or how can we see, and I was very honest with you, how are you allowing Jezebel to operate through you? I'm being transparent because that day on the Hispanic church, this is not someone I knew from a video that I heard or a book that I read. This was Nicholas Nino probably three months ago letting Jezebel operate through him. It's not on me because Jesus is in me, but it was trying to operate through me. If Christ is in you, if Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, is in your heart, that's it. But you can be manipulated. You can be used. And that can happen to us. And I wanted to bring it down because sometimes this kind of things are used to demonize others. Why? Shut down conflicts just by putting it as black and white. Yes, it is black and white, but it's not about the spirit. It's about what am I doing in my daily? What am I doing in church? So spiritual maturity, and I wrote down some things. Spiritual maturity or immaturity manifests itself with a set of idols. And we see this in 1 Kings. There were idols, Baal and the prophets. I'm not making this up. So what are those idols? Seeking spiritual sensations only to, guide, uh, to, to be the guide of my emotions. If I don't feel God, He is not doing anything in me. If my emotions are touched, then it must come from God. Lack of forgiveness, self-centered mindset, me, 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 me. That's a tough one. I'm married. I'm married. If you're married, you know what I'm talking about. It sucks when you have to... Put your hair, uh, I'm being super transparent. When I have to sit down from my wife, we have this thing. And it's like, like a bunny. You've seen the cartoons. They bring out their ears. And we say, I bring down my ears. I am sorry. It sucks. So you see, I'm telling you. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. Because the reward, it's amazing. Obsession to lead everything to over-spiritualization. Yes. The spiritual realm is real. Oh, gosh, it is so real. 
then also emotional encounters that have no lasting fruit. And um, an idol is always going to be tied to a sin. And that's why I wanted to bring everything together and have the foundation laid on God himself. And that is an ex going back to Exodus 34. He says, and this is beautiful, and he says that he, and actually I think I wrote it down on, in, in your handout for you to see. So I'm going to go to the handout. God cares as one, two, three, four, the fifth bullet point. God cares deeply and wants to show favor and mercy. For this is his character. His he is holy and he wants us to be holy. He forgives our iniquity, our rebellion, and our sin. It's another grouping of three that is very interesting and is found here. I did not make this up. It is an exodus. So it's not just about the sin. The easy one, if you're not married and if you're having sex, don't. If you're doing drugs, don't. If you're stealing, don't. Rebellion, that's an easy one too. If you want to overthrow everybody and anything, don't. Iniquity. That speaks to the conditions of our heart. Those things that are attached to our heart because there is sin that has stayed for way too long. So it messes with our identity. And you can be saved. You can have Jesus the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth in your heart. But there could be iniquity. And if you don't believe me, I can give you my testimony, a short one. Over a month ago or so, or less actually, God showed some iniquity that was in my heart. And we had a little hour prayer ministry at home. And God had to show, some, show me some things and remove some things. And you've seen me here. You're, you're listening to me right now. I'm up here. I am not perfect, and I can guarantee you that any time now, bloop, something will come up. That's iniquity. So iniquity will manifest, and it's rooted in a sin, and it will manifest idols. And your, the way that you, um, that you carry yourself can act as a prophet because it cannot be, it will not be aligned to the design that God had for you, which was in Israel, what was the design? I, Yahweh, the Lord, I am the only God, and you are my people, and you are operating in a different level, and there is a Baal, and then many more. It, it happens with our lives as well. And it also happens in church. Um, and when we have iniquity in our hearts, Jezebel operates and grabs a hold of that. I'm telling you, it happened to, to me four months ago or whenever long that happened. It was recent. And the spirit of Jezebel doesn't come alone. We see, and this is something that Pastor Tom was feeling in his heart as well, and I could see through it, and this is when it gets to the body. 
Spirit of Jezebel is accompanied by many different things, but one of those is the spirit of Cain, the jealous brother. Spirit of Cain is always trying to trash the other, is always trying to kill the other with criticism. We're probably not back then. Our, the rules of our society and um, our, our laws and customs have allowed us to have certain standards for carrying ourselves daily. And we're just not probably killing whoever we don't like. I know some people that are in missions some in other places. And if they have an issue, they just go and kill someone. And that's it. And he has to sit down and say, hey, man, sorry, you went to church Sunday. You just killed somebody. That's not a way to go. We're not there, but it doesn't mean that it's not in here. Jesus showed us that. Maybe you're not committing adultery by going and having sex with other woman, but in your heart, you're committing adultery. So it's, again, the root, and it's in our hearts. So when the spirit of Jezebel operates and the spirit of Cain comes along with it, Leadership is attacked. Oh, why am I not the one chosen? That's an inner circle. Oh, my gosh. I cannot feel the spirit. That woman should, why is she doing up there? What is he doing up there? Oh, my God, the pastors. I don't know. There must be a hidden sin because look at that. Oh, my God, that church. You know what? That better be me. I have, I can, if I can have five minutes with the pastors, I can, I can tell them what's wrong with Global River Church. That's called the spirit of Cain. And it's accompanied with, by Jezebel. And Jezebel is, is, is the witch. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like the, the witch queen here. Well, she actually is. And it's such a delicate thing that happens sometimes and it operates through us and it op can operate in our church. And it has. It has operated on me. And the spirit of Jezebel brings with her an incorrect operation of the prophetic. Let me explain. In 1 Kings, we see that Elijah says, I am the only prophet of God. I say this very delicately because I, I don't want to um, believe me when I say this. Uh, there's no, nothing in between the lines with the example that I'm about to say. But through 1 Kings, and we see that in the court of Ahab, before he went to war, there was an array of prophets of God, Yahweh. And they were all prophesying. And I imagine I put myself in the court when the king has allowed uh, and he has set aside resources to maintain, feed, and have part of his court, uh, of his court uh, a different set of prophets. Not one of them was speaking on behalf, of God, on behalf of God. But there was a prophetic atmosphere. If you don't believe me, it's in here. And we see it right before Ahab dies. He says, he goes to another prophet. Oh, yeah, he, I, know, I don't like him because he always says bad things to me. But he did have the word of God. What about the other prophets? Because Jezebel was present. Jezebel in our church, Global River Church, in the church nowadays in the United States, in Colombia where I'm from, everywhere. It says here in Revelation, Jezebel is a sign for this time. 
and we cannot ignore it. And it's not about criticizing. No, it's about identifying the idols that we have here. There's a song that I love. And it says, we've been sent with eyes to see them, to ears to hear their steps. Our hearts are softer than the sheep. That's from a Christian band that probably will surprise if I tell you, if I let you listen to it. By the way, I love heavy metal, so um, add one and two. <laughs> but it's about the tenderness of our, of our heart. It's about how many idols we're tearing down. And the spirit of Jezebel can operate in a church by bringing a falsehood in the prophetic. There is prophecy, but it's prophecy that is based in the flesh. It's prophecy that doesn't have lasting fruit. It has happened to me. I've prophesied, I've declared things. Then when I look back... And I sit down and say, God, can we have coffee? Sure. How's everything? Beautiful. Since we're having this great time and talking about something else, I wonder, remember that thing that I was prophesying about? And God is, yeah, that wasn't me. It happened to me. Knowing God, knowing Jesus, not having hidden sin, let's put it that way, trying to live a holy life. So, and the reason I want to say this with such openness is because I hear so many times that Jezebel is used as an insult. It's used as the witch queen that if it's not here, if we don't have the altar set up on the church, then it's not there. Or when I see this and I hear this from many people, when they um, criticize the prophetic. And I want to say this and say it and make it very clear. This was going to be my closing point, but I feel that it's important now. Apathy towards the prophetic and the work of the Holy Spirit, it is not maturity. It's the last point on the handout. Apathy towards the work of the Holy Spirit is not a sign of maturity. And I hear in so many instances from people close to me, for others not so close, the criticized churches where the Spirit moves, when they're speaking in tongues, when there is prophecy, when there's people jumping, when there's uh, people uh, shouting, and they put themselves on a pedestal, or not them, I don't want to attack anybody, the, the speech that is giving is putting that on a pedestal, claiming that it's a mature believer the one who's only based in the Word. Well, if that's true, then war, uh, tongues are from, 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 from God. Prophecy is from God. Manifestations of such are from God. And if you don't believe me, thank you, because you can go to the Bible and prove me right or prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> It's, uh, it's fun when, when, when the, the Bible really um, sets it all for you, and you just have to read twice and maybe meditate on it, and you'll have it. And actually, I'm going to go right to it so it can be on the screen. Um, bear with me one moment.
And this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15 through 18. And if we can have it on the... Oh, there's no screen? Okay. And that's, that's in your handout. And when, when we have the spirit of Jezebel operating with a falsehood in, in the prophetic, we can fall into a trap of thinking that the prophetic is not from God, and that is not true. Again, the point is the reign and the operation of the spirit of Jezebel is allowed when there are idols in our lives. So if we go and we see and we confront with the word in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 to 18, here there is a very interesting set of rules, of guidelines for the church to follow in regards the speaking of tongues, in regards the manifestation of the Spirit. And we see here that there is, in fact, and I'm actually going to look it up. There is, in fact, and this is New Testament. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 15. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. Thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I will rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. And that was a toughie, because there's another couple of things that go down, uh, speaking of some other topics that will be complete studies, and they're very, there are other denominations that uh, have interpretations on that. But the point here is, the prophetic comes from God, but there is a right prophetic, and there is a wrong prophetic. Spirit of Jezebel operates we can have manifestations that look, let me put it in a different context. When the spirit of Jezebel operates, there is a prophetic atmosphere. Whether from false gods, as we see here, or from prophets of God who are moving in a completely different spirit. And through First Kings, we see that Elijah says, I am the only one. And if we go farther, farther I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it was Micah, right? Who prophesied against, uh, who pro pre uh, predicted Ahab's death, if I'm not understanding. Mm -hmm. Micah, he said, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say what God has for me to say. Imagine... Um, to bring this to an even more real context, again, I promise you, everybody, that there is no subtext in what I'm about to say. 
imagine you're work you're 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 um, going to a a place uh, a church or in this context it was the the court of the king and there's prophecy declaring the name of the lord there are manifestations declaring the name of the lord um the Lord might not be there. The Lord might not be there. Because if the spirit of Jezebel operates, what moves through that are the prophets that are attached to the idols. That means that if rain is coming, we need to get rid of the idols. Spiritual maturity is required. And a spiritual maturity is to get rid of the iniquities. Because God wants, he says, and it's if it is in his character. I'm the one, I'm the righteous one. I show my love to the thousands. I forgive their sins, their rebellion, their iniquities, their rebellions, and their sins. It is in God's character to take care of your hopelessness. It is on God's character to take a hold on you. One of the most amazing things that I realized last year is that Jesus is called the God who is near. Do I, are you still here with me or you're a little ticked by what I'm saying? Because it's not as easy. <laughs> Jesus, Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God is with us. So right now, is Pastor Tom with me? No. Pastor Tom is over there. Pastor Tom is not with me. Pastor, could you come? Because for the sake of the example, I'm not moving. Now you tell me, is Pastor Tom with me? Yes. Because Jesus, the God, Emmanuel, the God who's near, God wants to come close to us. He doesn't want, thank you, Pastor. Um, I'm very visual. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want our church to be condemned and on Sunday for you to second guess if someone starts speaking in tongues or if you want to start speaking in tongues and say, oh, that's Jezebel. That's not why I'm up here today. That's why God is not laying this foundation for the rain that is up to come. It's about looking in here but not to what I want, but God, can I see you so you can show me what is in here? Because if we allow, and this is the tough part, in Revelations, and my recollection is in Spanish, so I can go to it in English, but in Spanish it says, to the church, you have allowed, tolerate that Jezebel, and Jezebel in Revelation is referred as false prophecy. In Jude, which is attached to the spirit of Cain, which is the other spirit that, op that can operate, that operates in our church, and that can operate in a church, that can operate in me, that can operate in any of us if we're not in Christ, because He lets us know. And in Jude. Chapter 1, verse 11, and it's in your handout as well. So if you can go and meditate uh, at home, uh, you have the verses. 
In the handout, the way that I say, uh, I was trying to imitate Pastor Tom because he does it very well. Uh, you probably figured out that my handout is not lineal, but uh, it has all the verses. So you can uh, chew on this a little bit later and meditate on it. But Jude says, um, and so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits for them, awaits them. For they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money. And like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. So he, Jude, is talking about people inside the church. And, and if the rain is coming, and again, I say this, uh, and when I was going up, uh, when I was giving the, the AOK um, to be up here, um, I was telling God, like, God, look, it's easy to poke the bear. It's easy. But it's not what it's all about. What do I do? And he said, it's my character, Nico. It's not about poking the bear. Yes, there's homework. Because before it rained, what we read at the beginning of, of the message, a lot of stuff happened, and that has to happen. In maturity, it's the first M to overthrow Jezebel, to start working against the spirit of Jezebel, in our church, Global River Church in Wilmington, North Carolina. In my life, Nicholas Nino, 32 years of age, happily married. And in your life. But God said, yeah, I, I, I got you. And that's when, I, when God is so, so beautiful because he has spoke to men in the past. He has spoke to many, many people. Deep in heaven, I'm going to get to hear those amazing stories from people that we never heard about that were in the deep, in the, in the deep of the jungle. And they prayed out to God and they, there are so many things. And God told me, it's about me. And if I bring these things to light in the church, if I want to bring these things to life, to light in their life, in your life, Nico, it's because I am, it's because I am Yahweh, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slowing anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish, unfa I, I lavish unfailing love to thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. In this translation, but literal will be the thirds and the fourths. So, the call today... Um, the call today, the message today, as we go through this 3Ms, is to dig deep, to allow Jesus. If you're here in, ch in church, if you're here and you're not connected, please, please, please connect. Because you can come to church and you can, you can have your, you can come in with your, uh, with your time, time card and but you're missing so much. If you're, if you're not connected to the women's group, if you don't have a leader, if you come to here, and so, so do you meet with somebody? Uh, uh, 
Uh, so who's your, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say it because it's easier to understand the point. So who's your, do you have leaders in church? Who's your, who's, who's your leader? Uh, uh, if you don't have a name, then we have a problem. I am accountable to Pastor Willie, to Pastor Nilsa, to Pastor Tom. That comes like this. Who's your leader? Oh, Pastor Willie, Pastor Nilsa, Pastor Tom. I, if you're here and you're, not, and you're still not connected, please do. Because in that connection, you can start working and preparing the, the field of your own heart. So here in church, when the Holy Spirit comes... It is not our flesh. Because we need, we cannot allow that to happen. Because that Jezebel is allowed. And the key to not allow it is the first M. Spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is achieved by laying, laying our lives before God. Opening our hearts. Crucifying the flesh and identifying and discerning what is the ribeye and what is the Holy Spirit. Because there's a lot of ribeye that smells really good, but it's not how the Holy Spirit smells. There is a lot of prophecy that sounds really good, but it's not the Holy Spirit. There is a lot of motion that can sound really good, but it's not the Holy Spirit. It has happened to me. If I had more time, I can share more in the spirit of transparency to let you know that I'm not here to poke the bear. But because God is, God loves us so much that He doesn't want us to miss the rain. So, if, you, if you're still here with me, <laughs> uh, I want you to stand up and I want you to close your eyes. And Father God, I, I thank you because you are Yahweh, the Lord. For you tonight, even if you want to do something in five seconds because the power of your Holy Spirit can do. Elijah prayed to you and fire did not start building up little by little. The fire came from, sky and from, the, heaven, from the sky and consumed everything instantly. So if this is a night for that, God, for you to consume the iniquities as you have in my heart, as you have healed me from iniquities in, in three seconds after an encounter with the Holy Spirit or after healing me after a process of months of dealing with roots and things and iniquity in my heart. Father, I come before you tonight to start the process. God, we have allowed Jezebel to operate. And we ask you for forgiveness. I ask you for forgiveness for those times where I have allowed the spirit of Jezebel to operate through me. The spirit of Cain to operate through me. And Father God, there is no other God than you. There is no other idol. Show us. And my prayer tonight for all of us is that Father, you will show us our idols so we can bring them down. God told to Gideon, go and destroy the idol that your father built. So he went and did. God, allow us 
to start the process to remove our flesh and our wants and what we lack and, and allow them to be blended with the spiritual, with the prophetic. Father God, we pray that you will make evident what is not from you and what is from you in our lives. So when we operate in our church, it will bless the congregation. Father God, Jesus, 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 only you. I believe in the Holy Father who gave his only son. I believe in the Holy Spirit who raised him from the dead. And Jesus is alive and he is Lord. And only he alone. And he's the God who is near. So Father God, allow us to be closer and closer to you. And show us, give us a list if we must of the things that we have to work with. And you are the one who matures our faith and perfects our faith till the day of Christ come. In Jesus' name. And if you're here tonight and if there are things that you want to lay before God, and I know we, uh, it's 8.05, and we want to be mindful of that. But um, if there are things in your heart, if this spoke to you, this is a time it's going to rain. The rain is not conditional this time. It will rain. But it is the will of God that you don't lose that rain, that our church, Global River Church, doesn't lose that rain. So if you're not yet connected, you can speak with the pastors or with the leaders of this church and get connected. And we all together, by the power of God, only Jesus can do this. Only Jesus. No process. Only Jesus can do this. And he does it. I'm just going to say this. For years, for years, I dealt with, I, I dealt with things and I tried to just get rid of it. And I fasted, I prayed, and it didn't go away. And then one night, God showed up, the Holy Spirit showed up, and that was it. That was the end of it. But there were also other times where I had to work and I plead the blood of Jesus over tonight, over our lives. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And if there's anything that you have in your heart that we can pray for you, if you want to stay seated, or if you want to come to the front, or if you want to move around, just don't do it by yourself. This is a chapel of hope. Together we stand tall. Together. Together we'll stand because he died for us. He saved us. For the terrors of, from the terrors of nights. He saved us from the war that tore the land. And we can sing to him. We can come close to Jesus. So if there's anything in your heart, don't put it under the bed. Don't put it on your pocket. God is gentle. He's a gentleman. He is perfect. You don't have to be. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I ask you, Father God, that you will bring revelation that will bring us closer to the, to the person of Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, to you, Holy Father, and your Holy Spirit in perfect communion. I want to ask Pastor Tom to pray us out. So, Lord, we thank you that in the pursuit of a mature body of believers, the real challenge is to look inward and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal those areas where I have any idolatry, which is anything that replaces Jesus. If you're trusting in anything other than Him, some trust in horses, some in chariots, <laughs> but we will trust in the name of the Lord. So as mature believers, in the pursuit of maturity, there's no jealousy, no competition. Make us ready, God. Give us the revelation. Help us to see inwardly. It tells us to, to judge ourselves that you be not judged. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord. We want to be a, a mature body of believers because Nico started tonight with, what if this Sunday a whole bunch of new people showed up that are broken and worldly? We're going to need a whole lot of mature believers on the line to be able to minister. So, Lord, I thank you for this privilege. Help us to look that way, look inward. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Thank you all for being here tonight.